Hey guys, Trent Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Welcome back to Moving the Chains after a week off uh, due to... We know what the week off was due to. It was, uh, yeah. The <laughs> People Raiders, running they, scared. That's what was week win, off. We have to have a little bit of a break and yeah. uh, get ourselves together <laughs> because we've got to deal with Nick Davis. But uh, welcome back to Moving the Chains. We're halfway through the season on tonight's show. We will talk about the Steelers. Are they a Super Bowl threat? Uh, the Jets remain winless. Tampa Bay, what's doing there? They get absolutely wrist-sold by my Saints. Can Russell Wilson do it all by himself there in Seattle? Dalvin Cook making a late run for MVP. Plus, we'll rate the rookie quarterbacks and we'll have the Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week to watch. Plus, studs and duds. And as I say that, Chad Townsend, Trent Copeland, who's just spent $50 million Overs out in the sun has finally uh, he's got it got to bed. He's nearly collapsed, but he's doing the podcast and uh, the victorious Nick Davis from the uh, Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Anyway, okay, Chad Townsend, let's get stuck into this. Uh, a lot's happened since we've been away, but uh, one thing that hasn't changed is the Pittsburgh Steelers still re- remain undefeated. Probably not their best game against Dallas. Big Ben got hurt early in that game, but they still found a way and they still prove what a great team they are. Uh, under all that duress, they still get the win on the road. Oh, Sally, they're, they're a great organisation. And, you know, Mike Tomlin, it's come out, he's, he hasn't had a losing season so far in his coaching career at Pittsburgh. It just goes to show the culture they've got there at Pittsburgh this year. Their defence is on fire. Ben, you know, probably hasn't played his best so far this year in his comeback season. But this team, they're the real deal. They're 8-0. and um, And I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with at the back half of the season. Uh, Copes, they've really, I mean, Claypool's obviously come along, but I was impressed the other day with Juju Smith-Schuster, who there's questions around whether he's a number one or a number two receiver, but he's turned into a real leader uh, within that receiving core, and he came up with some massive plays. You have to have those games, I think, if you're going to win a a championship, where you're just not on, but you still get away with a win. Yeah, absolutely. And I think their whole group... You speak about Juju, but Deontay Johnson, who Big Ben was raving about in the offseason, Chase Claypool comes on. You know, all three of these guys on any given day can be a wide receiver one for them. And, and that's what you know, good playoff teams that are going to go deep into the playoffs and into that Super Bowl run, if they want to play double coverage on someone, Big Ben's got three other options, including Eric Ebron, that is a huge red zone threat. And then you throw in James Conner in the run game. Look, on top of that defense they've got, they played awful, in my opinion, the other day against Dallas. They got shot in the first quarter and a half, still found a way to win. We all know it in all of our sports. The best teams find a way to win when they don't play well. I find it hard to believe that they're going to get stopped before at least a championship run, if not a Super Bowl run. Yeah, they're into third favourite on topsport.com.au, which sponsor Moving the Chains podcast. They're, sorry, second, $6.50 you can still get about the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the NFL championship this year. Nick Davis, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was tipped as the comeback player of the year on this podcast. Uh, I think it was by yourself or, or Copes, but uh, he is having one hell of a season and we probably didn't expect him to be this good uh, considering he'd come back after, after a long layoff. Yeah, mate. And there was, there was a lot of talk about the, the layoff, the condition that he was in, and he had the beard going and he had a fair <laughs> bit going on uh, off the field. But he's come back in and 
Um, he's fitting, you know, seamlessly back into uh, uh, an organisation. And Chad mentioned it off the top that Mike Tomlin, what he was able to do with this side last year, and they were absolutely depleted uh, to fit these guys all back in. Three, um, uh, you know, capable wide receivers. Eric Ebron coming back in and Ben is just out there. Uh, and he's making really good decisions. He, he's not focusing in on one receiver or the tight end. Uh, they're, they're, they're calling the right plays at the right time. And, and it's not all about Ben. They're sharing the workload. Uh, it's going to take them a long way in this season. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, they do. Uh, they are the only undefeated uh, team in the NFL this year. One team that remains winless. I'll just let you wrap this one up, Chad Townsend. You watched this from start to finish today. The New York Jets, they absolutely stink. Seriously. Um, they are so bad. They find a way to lose that game. Joe Flacco, all right, ridiculous. Can't believe he's won a Super Bowl. Um, but they <laughs> remain winless for this year. Can you believe how that game finished and Cam uh, coming up clutch right at the end? Yeah, look, I thought it was a bit of a struggle of a game, to be honest. I thought both teams couldn't get much going. Um, I thought Cam was okay, definitely better than he has been over the recent weeks. But, you know, one thing, you know, and you and I both saw the end of it, Sowie, uh, the back end of this game, when Flacco threw that interception, gave the Patriots a chance to go and get in good field position. They capitalised on that last drive. Uh, Cam was... It was super cam, you know, the cam that we all we all know. Uh, they backed himself for the quarterback sneak. They tried it on first, second, and third down. They finally got there and then got him in field position uh, on that last drive to get the field goal, the game-winning field goal. And I thought it was just great to see. I'm a big cam fan. I want to see him succeed. The Patriots have had a history of succeeding, so I'm happy for cam. Yeah, they succeeded against the Jets. There was a little bit of a conspiracy there that uh, Bill Belichick was going to throw this game because he didn't want the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence and having to deal with him maybe for the next five or ten years. But they escape there uh, in New York. Uh, we're going to throw this up on our at Moving the Chains Twitter poll. Do the Steelers remain undefeated or do the Jets win a game first? Let's see what, uh, what happens there. So who loses or who wins first in the Steelers and Jets? Okay, Copes, I'll come to you. Uh, this huge game this weekend between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and my New Orleans Saints. And I didn't expect the result. I don't think anyone expected the result. But for the first time in his career, Tom Brady's been swept by a division opponent. Uh, that never happens because he's been in one of the probably easiest divisions for a long time now. But... It was a real big shock to the system for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. And they weren't just beaten at home. They were absolutely walloped. What did you see in Tom Brady's game that worries you going forward? Well, all the talk in the lead up to this game was Antonio Brown's in, the superstar supporting cast that Tom Brady's got. You know what? Sean Payton ate those guys alive with his play calling on defense, the defensive coordinator, the way they structured that first quarter and a half. It was game over already. Like, and I've, for as long as I can remember, I haven't seen a Tom Brady-led organization or team be out of a contest so badly against a, a division rival, a, a rival if they're going to go all the way to win the Super Bowl. I think this has lasting effects uh, in terms of playoff runs. If they were to come up against the Saints again in particular, um, guys like Cam Jordan just... He was impeccable. Um, and then on the back of that, you let Drew Brees have, you know, the run of the mill and he just didn't make any mistakes, even without Michael Thomas looking maybe at his best yet. So, look, if I'm a Saints fan like you, Sowie, I'm pretty bloody happy with that. 
I was very happy. I uh, switched on and saw the score at halftime. I couldn't believe it. You know, when you hit the refresh button, you're like, no, nah, that's not right. The app must be down. Hit refresh about six times and it came up beautiful. Uh, is this good, good, oh, great Saints, Nick Davis, bad bucks, or is it just an off night? Uh, we've seen the Roosters in the NRL have an off night and bounce back a week later, or is this, as Copes just said, going to have long-lasting effects in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season? Uh, look, I think... Oh, look, I think just a bump in the road. You don't want to hit two more bumps. But, um, look, Mike Evans looks injured. He's looked injured for the last month. Uh, he hasn't really been able to do much on offense. I saw this side two weeks ago against my Raiders. They haven't got the greatest pass rush or secondary. They were, look, They just couldn't – they moved the ball so well, the Bucks two weeks ago. And to see the opposite against a defense that is rated, but as Cope said, they, they called the right plays, uh, just looked – uh, incapable of, of any sort of offense. So um, you'd be silly to write Tom Brady off uh, and, and with the weapons that he's got there. But, yeah, bump in the road and, and maybe one that they need, you know, at the midpoint of the season. Chad, topsport.com.au, uh, the sponsors of this show, have the New Orleans Saints at $7 to win the Super Bowl. They're now into outright favourites to win the NFC, around that $4 mark. Uh, is that right, or, or are you just thinking that they're maybe peaked a little bit too early? Like, what did you take out of that game on the weekend? Yeah, look, I think it's probably right after the weekend's game. Look, it was such an impressive performance. And let's not forget that the Bucks prior to this weekend's game were actually, you know, trending. They were heading in a great direction, playing some really good football. Their team, you know, Gronkowski was finding form. That you know, Brady was finding that connection again. But I think I agree with Nick Davis in the fact that this is, you know, a, definitely a bump in the road for them. Like, all the talk around ESPN and over in America now is you know, it's back on Brady and the pressure on Brady and Bruce Arians and that relationship. And, and you know, they, they, people want to see Brady fail because he's so good. But, you know, I, I do think I'd probably have the Saints probably just in front, you know, uh, due to the weekend's game. Yeah, let's throw that up on uh, at Moving the Chains Twitter poll. Are the Saints a favourite in the NFC now? It's such a tight uh, conference there, so many good teams. But uh, switching uh, to another NFC team, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Chad Townsend, they've been fantastic this year. Russell Wilson into outright favoritism, and rightly so, uh, in the MVP. $2.15 on top sport. Second is Patrick Mahomes into $3. Aaron Rodgers just steadying a little bit at $5 after Nick Davis tipped him at the start of the year. But can th- this is a question and posed uh, by Nick. Actually, I'll go to Nick Davis first. He posed the question. Can Russell Wilson uh, make up for how shit this Seahawks defense is? <laughs> Uh, and just do it all himself? Or is he just going to come up against the team? Because they always say defence travels. You know, defence travels on the road. They, they don't have to they have the sound. They just get up there and get it done. So uh, is this going to be Russ's season where he gets it all done for his team? He's going to have to, mate, because there's not a lot there on the defensive side of the ball. Jamal Adams came in. He makes some plays along the line of scrimmage, but in coverage, he's not that great. It wasn't one of his strengths at the Jets. Uh, Russ has got, you know the informed receivers in the league in Lockett and Metcalf. They didn't run the ball on the weekend. Uh, it's going to be on Russ. Uh, their defense is pretty putrid. And look, then if you expect them to go in and win playoff games, 43-37 they, in the overs, it's, this is, it's not going to happen. So uh, they're going to need to find some answers quickly uh, defensively or else Russ is going to have to put up 30 points a game. Chad, He's so good, Russell Wilson, finally getting the credit probably that he deserves. But 
it's not a formula for success, is it? I mean, you're going to come up against the best of the best when when the chips are all pushed into the middle, and they may come up one or two plays short. The Buffalo Bills, you know, they they got them on the run there, and they've showed probably a little bit of a blueprint how to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, 100%. Look, I'm a massive Russ fan, and and you're right. The Seattle defense, it is it's ordinary. You know, they're. Uh, wide receivers, I mean, sorry, the defensive backs aren't the best in the league and they rely on Russ a lot of the time to get them out. They Quite often they're winning really high score lines like 37-35. Like that's a, a quite regular score line in the Seattle game. But one thing I think is really impressive for, you know, Russell Wilson is the fact that he's he's doing this with, you know, that type of team. Where you look at someone like Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons that he has around him and, and the defense that he has, you know, that's like, that's still impressive. But to me, Russ doing it with his cast, you know, that's at the moment, that's more impressive. Copes, uh, you're the oldest in this group and still fittest by, by far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I must compliment on that. But, um, you know, a sandwich of compliments there. Um, can you remember a team like this that has just relied so heavily? I mean, this is getting the Aaron Rodgers sort of territory where they're just relying on him to come up with the big plays. Only one Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl for, for Russell Wilson. Like, it's shown that it's so hard to just win with this formula. <laughs> you got me there? Yeah, yeah. we got you. Sorry, got my internet connection here is really good fun. Okay, uh, I, thought you, I honestly thought you got me there. I That's South that. Australia. That's I, South Australia. They're still on dial-up over there. I, I, I thought you no, didn't. Really. I thought I didn't ask a question. That's where my head was at. I was like, yeah, no. no. Ask a question. Staring at you blankly. Just give me the start of that question again, Sally. I was just going to say, um, yeah, this formula is so hard to win with, and the last guy to probably do it with, you know, by himself was Aaron Rodgers. He only has one Super Bowl. It's it's yeah. not a recipe for success for longevity. Russell Wilson's only got one Super Bowl. Can you see them continuing on this path or is it going to be too hard? Oh, I tell you what, it just is all on his shoulders. And I, I think that is just so hard to keep up for a full season. Um, and particularly when things start to go wrong, if anything goes wrong with Russ and he gets you know, put under some pressure or if, you know, God forbid, anything happened to DK Metcalf, you know, they're in real trouble. And then if they can't produce on offense, they're just not going to win. They're going to get you know, just blown out of the water because of that defense. You know, the biggest shame out of all of this is that Russ doesn't get to play against his own team. Imagine that. He put up 50 burger every week. So, <laughs> He'd love uh, to see the scrimmage during the week. Yeah, he's probably yeah, doing that to what happens. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, look, I, I think he can do it. Like, he is so underrated. And I think he's having that MVP caliber season that we all know he's capable of. He's got the receiving group. And if Chris Carson can get back healthy, I think they can do it. But it's just all got to go perfectly during the playoffs. Like, I mean, you come up against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and they're flying and their defense makes a couple of plays, then you're in big trouble. Yeah, you are going to be in big trouble. And, of course, the MVP betting, very short, $2.15. Uh, I think there's a, a long way to go in this season, obviously. Patrick Mahomes, $3.05. Rogers, uh, $5.10. Josh Allen, $17. I don't think anyone would have had him that high all year. Kyler Murray, $23. But uh, there's still a bit of value there. And one guy that you've been keeping an eye on, Nick Davis, uh, is Dalvin Cook. His return for the Minnesota Vikings has just lit them up. $34. Can he be... Uh, an outside chance to win this MVP if he continues on this upward trend. Last running back to win it was, uh, win it was Adrian Peterson. So it doesn't usually go to a running back, but uh, geez, he's been on fire, Dickie. Yeah, he's trending in the right direction. And if he can put another month 
of uh, of footy behind him that that he has the last couple of weeks. I've been dusted by him in a couple of fantasy <laughs> leagues the last two weeks, so I'm not that happy. But now that I don't have to play him again for a few weeks, or someone will probably trade him to the team that I'm playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way my life is going in fantasy football. But he's been a monster coming back. Like his his yards post contact have been something ridiculous. It was like 160 yards post contact last week. Two touchdowns. Uh, he's taken the pressure off the quarterback there. They've been able to play some good footy. Um, but the quarterbacks at the moment have got it, you know, amongst himself. Probably a racing three there. But uh, as the running backs, he's standing um, head and shoulders above them at the moment. You say post-contact, man. Is I, I mean, hey, defensively, it's not going to be my strong point when I play. But tell you what, <laughs> some of the tackling over there is embarrassing. Okay? <laughs> it is embarrassing. I'm watching post-contact, please. They're not even wrapping their arms around. At least I stood in front of Greg Inglis. Okay, uh, let's get into the rate the rookie quarterbacks this year. Some really impressive performances. Justin Herbert from the from the Chargers has been fantastic since taking over the job. Tua Tungvaloa coming in for the uh, Miami Dolphins gets a win over Kyle Murray on the weekend. The Dolphins are five and three. That's right. Mm. I'm not stuttering there. The Dolphins are five and three, and somehow in chance uh, to be in the playoffs. Uh, and the other person is obviously Joe Burrow. I'm going to ask you to rank those three boys uh, in terms of who you would want on your team. Chad, I'll go with you first. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of all three. To be honest, I'm going to take. I'm going to my first in those, those three is, is Joe Burrow. I really like what I've seen from Joe Burrow. Obviously, came from LSU, uh, number one pick, a lot of pressure, but I feel like he's he's lived up to it. He's shown that he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time. My second one, I'm going to put in Herbert. You know, uh, the surprise started with that uh, incident. What happened to Tyrod Taylor? He's kind of been thrown in the deep end, I guess, with no sort of you know, uh, expectations about starting games. But him, he's been um, really, really solid. His connection over the weekend with uh, Ken and Allen, I thought was exceptional. He's finding open receivers, but the Chargers are still losing, you know, some, some close games. And lastly, I'd probably say Tua in, in at number three. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Tua, and I think he's going to be around and have a great career. But at the moment, um, I just feel like he's still a little bit shaky. He still has to prove a few things. Obviously, he's only played, you know, the two games after coming in for Fitzmagic. But, um, you know, he's for me, Tua's got the most improvement out of the three of them. Dickie, uh, all three guys have been impressive. Yeah. It's easy to concentrate on the number one pick in Joe Burrow. But geez, these other two kids, they're pretty good as, as well. Yeah, Herbert, we spoke about it after he, he made his debut and I watched the game, obviously. And he um, just his demeanour and, and the way he carried himself on, on the field, I think, is is someone that's going to be able to shoulder the load there in, in a team that's going to need their quarterback to stand up. And look, it, it come off the back of Tyrod Taylor you know, being injured. He was thrust into the spotlight and he's got some quality receivers there, but... Uh, he's not making uh, mistakes that he was in his first game. He's learning. He's, he's getting better. Uh, and he, he's the prototype quarterback. I think he's 6'2". He, he fits the bill of your, of your franchise quarterback. He's and got the pretty hair. Yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's a West Coast. <laughs> he's a West Coast quarterback. He's, um, he's, got the, uh, he's got all the goods there. But Tua has been the interesting one. Um, there's been a lot of you know, conjecture and, and about how and when and why he was going to take this job. And it's a little bit different this year because the media access during the week is not there. You're not seeing these reps. You're not seeing what's going there. The media access is not there. They're not seeing it. But you'd like to think that the way that he was put into this team, given the fact that they uh, have a winning record and a chance to 
to make the playoffs that that it wasn't a fact, well, let's see what he's got this year. It was, we know what we've got and we know it's pretty good. So let's get him in there pretty quickly. Yeah, I'll let you have the last word on these three guys, Copes. I think Joe Burrow right now is probably having the, the better season. Obviously, I've liked the look of him from the start, but I actually think Justin Herbert will be the best out of the three of them uh, going forward. What he's been able to do with the Chargers, you, t- you, spoke, you spoke about Keenan Allen, getting him involved. He almost pulls that win out of the bag in the weekend. Like They've been in games and surrendered leads, and, and it's a tough lesson to learn sometimes. But I think Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, I think he'll end up having the best career out of those three guys. Uh, Burrow, there's always going to be a lot of attention on him. Tua, if he stays healthy, is always going to be dangerous. But I actually think Justin Herbert uh, is going to be the best out of those three. Uh, so I'd take him first. Copes, uh, you're pretty analytical when it comes to this side of things. You've seen all, a lot of these guys. Who would you take? Yeah, well, I take all your points there, lads. And I reckon the one thing that I've noticed is when rookie QBs come in and it lights up the offense, and you can see guys that, and particularly we saw hard knocks this year, uh, the big thing that I noticed was Keenan Allen having a big preseason um, and a big lead up into this season. He has looked a different player when it's come to playing with Justin Herbert. And in my opinion, I think Joe Burrow probably has the biggest upside in terms of being a guy that can win multiple Super Bowls. But Justin Herbert, I think, has taken the uh, the charges to being you know, not just competitive, but on their day, they can absolutely blow out teams. Um, and I think if their defense gets back on track when Derwin James lands back off IR next year, mm. I, I think this team can make some real noise. Tua's very good, and he hasn't. We haven't seen anything from him yet. Nine passes that he completed in his first game, really good game management in game two to get that win. But uh, I think Herbert has been the most impressive uh, so far, but still on the burrow train to be the best quarterback long term. Let's throw that up on at Moving the Chains on Twitter. Who do you want as your quarterback, or who would you have as your quarterback? Would it be Herbert Burrow or Tua Tungavailoa? Okay, boys, time for studs or duds. And of course, we all remember this sound. It's been a couple of weeks, so let's fire each other up. Here we go. <laughs> All right, it's that time for fantasy studs and duds. I'm going straight. I'm, I'm rushing out of the line here. My uh, <laughs> dud this week and for the last two weeks has been my fantasy team. Seriously, boys, get your shit together. 80 <laughs> points two weeks in a row. Uh, we're in the sheds at the moment looking at each other and we're just not sure where to go. I mean, I'm trying to trade the whole team. I'll take anyone at this point. Uh, it's really been a, a long couple of weeks for me. My stud, Kyler Murray. Uh, I heard Copes talk about him all off-season. Uh, in terms of fantasy-wise, Copes, he's been outstanding. But and for me, but Jesus, like he's going to be around and terrorising defences for years to come. Yeah, dual threat, just being able to use his legs, and then whenever he's clear in the pocket, he has the he has the wing to just find anyone. I mean, they did what they did on the weekend without even needing DeAndre Hopkins to lift the finger. Uh, and pretty scary. I, I'm really worried. 49ers fan, like we got every man and his dog injured at the moment, but uh, I would be worried even if we were fully healthy about them. All right, Chad, studs and duds for week nine of the NFL. Yeah, look, my stud this week actually goes to the young rookie wide receiver for the Broncos, Jerry Judy. Uh, 714, 125 yards and a touchdown. Performed excellent in my fantasy team. And my dud this week is... Ronald Jones, man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they stinked up that game against the New Orleans Saints. Three rushing attempts for nine yards. 
<laughs> Dickie, Terrible. I can see you smiling. Uh, don't worry, your time will come, Dickie. We're uh, we're going to get to those Las Vegas Raiders. They're yes. rolling at the moment. Uh, <laughs> don't know what we're talking about. Firstly, those studs and duds for week nine. Uh, mine uh, previously mentioned Dalvin Cook. Uh, his last two weeks have been he'd been spot on. Special mention to Christian McCaffrey. Welcome back with thirty-seven fantasy <laughs> points. How good! Just rolling back in there, but I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. I thought he was uh, he was outstanding. And I'm going to light a fire. I've lit a fire under a few, as it was pointed out on Twitter by my Raiders mate, Justin Smyre. Thanks for that, buddy. <laughs> I have lit a fire under a few. I'm going to light a fire under Mike Evans this week. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's output. I said he looks injured. Uh, but if, if Tom and, he, and the Buccaneers are going to turn this around, uh, he needs to, uh, to fire up and get some points. Yeah, Mike Evans struggling this year. You thought he was going to be a fantasy king this year with Tom Brady down there running that offense. All right, Copes, long, hard day in the field. Uh, you finally get some rest there. You've been sipping on the Coke. I love that. Uh, studs and duds for week nine. Yeah, that best hydration method, that Coke, I reckon. Um, look, the dud for me is the whole 49ers team on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> the, toys, the toys are out of the cot. Oh. He's thrown the toys out of the cot. Yeah, uh, look, and, and one of the toughest things to do is when your team sucks on a Thursday or a Friday our time, you've just got to wear that for five days. And listen to your mate's team win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, particularly you, Dickie. Um, but uh, in, in amongst that, to Michael Hasty, who I had high hopes for this week, um, he barely saw the field. And then when he did, there was uh, penalty flags coming in left, right and centre anytime he did anything. So he had a big fat goose egg. The other one I want to throw a bit of a rocket on is Tyler Lockett. Um, DK Metcalf has taken over things there. So he's just, he's either the number one receiver in the entire week uh, or he just does absolutely donuts. So uh, he needs a bit of a rocket. The, the stud for me, I'm not going to get too cute with it. I think it was Pat Mahomes. He was extraordinary on the weekend. He did that with such ease. And during the coverage, uh, I was watching that game and I saw that the commentators just reference, you know what? This is actually his third season in the NFL <laughs> as a starting QB. Just think about that. He's had a league MVP. He's won a Super Bowl and he's already had his 100th touchdown pass. This guy's an absolute freak. What a stud. There you go, studs or duds. If you've got studs or duds, make sure you get on moving the chains on Twitter and leave them there. We'll try and get some of the best or the worst uh, that you're coming up with through the week. Okay, topsport.com.au, sponsors of the Moving the Chains podcast. Give us $50 each week to be able to come up and try and get a multi to put some money into charity. We might be putting our own uh, bit of sponsorship <laughs> money back in. That's how bad we've been going this year. But uh, we got, we're going again. I'm going to go first. I've got the Bucks to bounce back in a big way. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders... I think that they uh, they win this weekend, the Dolphins. And just for to add a little bit... As they have the last two weeks. I think the Chicago Bears get the job done there. $7.45. Dickie, where are you at? Uh, I've got the Raiders to uh, to get the picket fence going. We'll get another W there. I've got the Chargers. Again, I think, look, Herbert was really good. I think the, um, just some of the play calling and the clock management was against them last week. I thought I was impressed by them. I think they can win. Uh, I'm going to back Russ. I'm going to back Russ's arm. <laughs> Uh, God help us uh, and the Ravens. I think the Ravens can, and I did it. I did it two weeks ago with the Titans, and they got dusted. And with my little bit of extra kicker to my one, but I'll throw the Ravens in. Hopefully, they don't get dusted. That's eight dollars eighty. 
They've sort of uh, disappeared off the radar a little bit. Mahomes getting a lot of attention. Yeah, they were a little bit of a flat form there. The Ravens, they're still a dangerous team. They're going to be there yeah. when, the, when the chips are pushed in the middle. All right, Chad, where are you at? I'm at uh, Seahawks over the Rams this week at $2.16. Bears over the Vikings at $1.64. And the Cardinals over the Bills at $1.75 for $5.55. Yeah, the Bills, $2.11 at the moment on top sport. Uh, no one saw that coming on the weekend, but they continue with that defence and Josh Allen playing always playing. They're going to be hard to beat. Uh, Copes, you've been out in the field all day, so have you had a chance to look yeah, at I've what you're going to do? Yeah, I've got one. And it, it includes the Bills as well. I think $2.11 for the way they're playing, uh, I think they're on their way to win that conference pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, I've got that. I'm at 211. I've got the Seahawks as well, $2.16. And the Chargers, I think, against the Dolphins. Uh, I think Justin Herbert's going to get the better of two of this week. And they're $2.23 outsiders. So uh, I reckon that's a pretty good three-leg multi at 10 bucks. Yeah, for all the uh, best odds in the game, make sure you go to topsport.com.au. Uh, please gamble responsibly. Have a little bit of fun with it. Hopefully, we can start uh, the back. The first half of the season's been absolutely rubbish from us. We're going to have to go a little bit less and try and kick some money in. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to kid you. Our futures markets have not been that bad. Uh, the futures Copes, are right, is, Copes has got Matt Ryan going for a stack. I've got Aaron Rodgers at $31 to win the MVP. I want to cash out right now. <laughs> you, you can't cash out. It's I wish I could. All right. The, the, now you just took a minute off your time. Okay. The Las Vegas. <laughs> well, that gives me 29 minutes. The Las Vegas Raiders had another win on the weekend, man. although narrowly oh, escaped against yeah, the uh, the Chargers. But they got the win as we all take a minute to yeah. sit here and relax to Nick Davis wrap up his Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, so the Raiders coming off the bye. I mean, the Browns last week, uh, that was an important victory. Um, Derek is having a, a season uh, to rival his MVP-type season of 2016. Boys, wake up. The Raiders are five and three. Five oh, and sorry. three. Thank you, Nick Davis. The Raiders are <laughs> five and three for that wrap-up uh, and in the playoff hunt. That's right. It's not a not That's a good right. in the system. They're That's in the right. playoff hunt. All right. Uh, as every week, uh, the best in the business comes up. It's uh, time now for Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week to watch. Uh, here's your intro, Copes. Wait for the beat to drop before you get too antsy here and send a bouncer at my chest. Uh, here we go. <laughs> It is now time for the Trent Copeland Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week to watch. Make sure you go to cronullabeerco.com.au to get your beer order in now. Can you not just say that? Oh, there we go. There it is, boys. There we go. You've got to wait for the beat to drop. All right, Copes, who are we watching this week? All right, lads. The Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week this week. He's a man who goes under the radar because normally the backup, but he came into the game last week, absolutely killed it with Deshaun Watson. He's the running back who replaced David Johnson. It's Duke Johnson. He's playing against his former club in the Cleveland Browns this weekend, and I think he's going to go through the roof this week for fantasy players. There you go, Duke Johnson from you can pick the Houston him up off the Texans. Too. You can pick him up off waivers. Uh, Chad Townsend, that, they better not lose to the Texans this week. We might have they to won't. pick him more time. All right, that's all <laughs> the time we've got this week on Moving the Chains. It's nice to be back. Uh, we appreciate your support. If you've got any comments, please leave them at Moving the Chains on Instagram and Twitter. We'll catch you next week.